Hey everyone, it's Maria Recruit here again uh, on, on Thursday, the August the 20th, 2020, and we're just coming out of the COVID-19. Uh, and as you know, I own a bed and breakfast and a cottage rental, and I've uh, chosen to keep them shut down um, at this time of year. But we're going to find out what's happening in the bed and breakfast industry. Um, uh, all over the world, actually, I have a wonderful coach, Yvonne Bailing, who's going to be speaking to us. And she does coaching for people um, that own bed and breakfast all over the world. And I just wanted an update. I had her on my show uh, about uh, maybe a month ago or two months ago when we were at the very beginning of COVID-19. And we were talking about how it affected our businesses. And uh, I've had her. I'm going to have her come on again and talk to us now what is going on in the bed and breakfast industry all over the world. So I'm going to invite um, Yvonne to the show and um, want to welcome Yvonne once again. Hi, Yvonne, nice to have you again. How are you this morning? Hi, Maria, I'm great, thank you. And thank you for inviting me back. It's a pleasure to be here. My pleasure. And it's always a pleasure because you've been in the industry for, I think, over 20 years, if I remember correctly, you saying that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's always good to talk to people who have been in the industry a long time because, you be, you know, you and I have both seen the ups and downs of the industry. And certainly in the 20 years I've been uh, bed and breakfast owner, cottage rental owner, I've seen a lot of ups and downs. So but never anything like this, Yvonne, let's no. face it. Right. Yes. No, never anything like this. Yes. So tell us how the bed and breakfast owners are recovering yeah, on in, you know, because I know you do a lot of coaching. So you speak to a lot of uh, bed and breakfast owners all over the world. There's an air of optimism, I have to say. There's an air of optimism in my community. There have been some difficulties with the new pro the cleaning protocols and the you know, the concerns about the way they do hospitality now, which is different from mm -hmm. how they did it before, right? You know, the face-to-face, yes. -face, the interaction, that's been a bit difficult to handle because it goes against what we naturally do. It actually goes against our human nature to put a mask on, to put a visor on and to not shake hands or hug people. Yes. You know, that's yes. what hospitality is, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. It's talking to people. It's, it's touching people, you know, appropriately, of course. And so all of that has been stripped away in many cases. So that's been a bit of a concern. Mm -hmm. um, but once I think once they've got over that and, you know, some people have chosen, like yourself, have chosen not to open right now. Yes. And, you know, that's a great choice to make mm -hmm. if you can if you can do that. But those who have opened are are doing well, doing well. Mm -hmm. Many, many Good. bookings are coming in. Um, many of our clients have got the book directly app now for direct booking. So that's a tool that they can use to get more direct booking. So they're making good use of that. We've seen an uptick in that. Um, you know, just having that different attitude, I think, to this post-COVID world, which I think we're coming into now, is, mm -hmm. you know, is fairly optimistic, fairly optimistic. There's, there's not such, there's not such, as before, before COVID, there was an air of kind of resignation, if you like, that the online travel agents have got the market and they're mm -hmm. just pawns in the game and there's nothing we can do. But that has shifted now. That has shifted because the online travel agents have suffered as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're trying all sorts of tricks to get people sure. to book, you know, messing with prices, putting prices up and down and 
messing with cancellation terms, but owners are really focusing on getting direct bookings now. And as I say, with the Book Directly app, they have the tools. So yeah, optimistic, I would say, mm -hmm. overall. Yes, and um, so you have students, uh, coaching students from all over the world. Um, do you see more optimism in certain countries or are you feeling that's optimistic just across the board? Um, and, and are some of them hit harder than others or some countries hit harder than others? Can you give us an update, Yvonne? Yes, um, I think that um, it, it really does depend on the individual as to how they feel. Uh, and I don't think it's country specific, to okay. be honest. I okay. think it's just really down to the individual. But what I have noticed is um, certainly people requesting to join my Facebook group now. The yes. number of new people coming into the industry has skyrocketed. Yes. Skyrocketed. Yes. People yes. want to own a hospitality business. They want to have a business that they can have. We're just having some technical own. difficulties. That's right. They want to be in charge of their own destiny. Maybe they've been laid off or furloughed or mm -hmm. you know, they've kind of come to a life decision. Yes. And you know that dream that we had maybe 25 years ago or 20 years ago to open a B&B? &B? One day we'll, we'll open a B&B. &B. One yeah. day we'll buy a B&B. &B. That day's arrived. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you see that too? Do you see that too? Oh, absolutely. In the Niagara region, a lot of baby boomers, that was their dream, just like it was mine, right? And yeah, yeah. So they've done it. But, you know, here, just like wherever you, you know, all over the world, many have chosen not to open this year. Many. Right. Right. There's, it's a minority who are open this year in the town of Niagara Lake and uh, Niagara Falls also. Um, the t uh, some hotels, major hotels are not opening up. They have not opened up, Yvonne. We have just a couple in our town that have opened up. Same thing happening in Niagara Falls. So, I mean, everyone is is really pulling back i mean because let's face it i mean when you start your business there's there's um, a lot of expenses that go into it you know cleaning staff um, you have to take extra precautions you're you know you, you you put in a lot of work to get that booking and if it's not worthwhile and if you don't get the numbers that you want and not only numbers financially but the numbers in people coming you must just stay uh, shut down because you make your own decision right you yes have to make yes is on a yeah. case by case person yes. person basis and, yes. and everywhere different and you know when you say you know where where are people doing better they're, they're doing better in their you know in their own locale it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not country specific it's not yes. location specific it's individual specific mm -hmm. and you know many of them have chosen not to open and that's yes. fine yes and some of them uh if they are opening they have a minimum of three days they Not have a one day. Yes. They yes. have extra time between guests mm -hmm. to do deep cleaning. Like I say, the protocols are quite burdensome now. Yes. Um, I've seen a lot of the worrying thing or the thing that concerns me is a lot of discounting in the industry, which I yes. think is totally inappropriate right yes. now. Yes. Totally inappropriate yes. because the cleaning protocols are burdensome. Mm -hmm. They take more time. It takes more money, it takes more investment in, in the in the cleaning team. Um, and so this is not the moment to be discounting, despite what the OTAs are saying. No, no, no. But they don't care. The OTAs yeah. don't care, but they just look at the bottom line. Yeah. So that's why I've chosen not to open because of the yeah. extra cleaning. I'm not willing to do that. I'm just not willing to put myself at risk. 
or my cleaning staff at risk and i don't want i don't want to give someone something for less than what i'm accustomed to getting so i prefer to stay and shut down uh, not that i haven't received a lot of inquiries i've received a lot of inquiries but i've but you know what the interesting thing though here is is that they want to come to the town of niagara lake but I do have other places in other parts of Niagara. When I suggest they go there because I have no problem with them going there, they don't want to. They want to just be right in this town. So right. it's really, they don't really, it's not that they want to go just anywhere. They want to be in that particular town doing those type of um, um, events, right? They're coming for certain things. And even if they, if they travel 10 minutes or 15 minutes away or half an hour, they don't want to do that. They want to come to no. that town. Yeah, yeah, that's what I found, which is the most interesting. Because if it was up to me and I was traveling, I have no problem by, you know, going somewhere else and then just travel to that town myself by car. That's why you have a car, right? But no, that's what I'm noticing. I don't know if, if anyone else is noticing that, but that's what I'm noticing. Two, two other things that we're noticing as well. Okay. Is uh, a lot of last minute bookings, right? A yes, me too. Bookings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just a couple of days out or even one day out. Yes. Exactly. Um, and also local people, you know, mm -hmm. people who are, you know, not far away. They're just getting in the car. They've got cabin fever. They're fed up with being locked down in their homes and they just want to make a little trip with a couple of close friends or family. So uh, it, and it's often short trips as well, just for one night. So everything's kind of got a little bit sort of contracted rather than yes. expanding. But of yes. course, every, in nature, everything contracts and expands and yes. contracts and yes. expands. Yeah. I mean, we're just in that little contraction right now, but it will expand again. I'm confident it will. Oh, of course it will. Yeah. I mean, everyone will go right back to the way things were, right? Hopefully some people will have learned from this experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that there's a lot of bed and breakfast up for sale. I know that. Absolutely for a fact. Is. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. Is. Yeah. So maybe the new people will want to come in and go ahead with that business. They think they're going to make their millions with. I mean, that's the other thing too, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm laughing too, right? Because everyone, I mean, all these people with this, you know, this young generation with Airbnb arbitrage and all that. Oh, you can make millions. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean to say that, but and you know, I get tired of it, right? I mean, come on. You don't even own the properties. I think I think those days are numbered. They may not have gone, but I think they're numbered. I think that um, you know a lot of people got burned from Airbnb. Yes. Um, oh and, yes. You know they oh, found yes. themselves in a very risky situation because they didn't own anything, right? No. It was just arbitrage. Yes. So yes. Um, you know you can't build a business like that on sand on no. someone else's platform. No. You know yes. Airbnb have suffered. They've laid off twenty five percent of their workforce. Mm -hmm. uh, they're trying to recoup their losses. They're going public. Yes. Uh, later this year yes. uh, with their IPO. But um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 do, I wonder about that model. Mm -hmm. I wonder mm -hmm. deeply about that model, whether yes. it will be sustainable in the new world. Yes. Um, and talking about there are a lot of B&Bs up for sale. A lot of people have come to the end of the line with this. Mm -hmm. You know, it was in their mind before. Um, you know, we need to retire or we need we need to move on or, you know, we've, we've done this now. We need to try something else. Mm -hmm. And then the and then COVID just kind of pushed them along a little bit quicker exactly. than exactly. they would have done normally. And so that leaves the market open for all of these new people whose dream it is to run a B and B or a, or or have some property rentals. And yes. 
you know, now it, it, everything sort of changes hands then, doesn't it? So, yeah. Yes, of course. There's, of course it does. Change going on. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, like it's a it's a different business model, and you know maybe younger people will get into it. I, I find a lot of the younger people that get into it don't stay in it very long, though, mm. Yvonne, because it's a lot of work. This, you know, let's everyone. It, let's face it, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone, if you know, romanticizes it. Yeah, it's a lot of work to this. Yes. This is not just done overnight, and it's not hands off. It's hands on. If you want the hands off. A model which is a property manager well you're giving most of the money to the property manager how much are you gonna have left you know and and if you do that you're not really in the hospitality business exactly yeah, yeah. people who get into hospitality are generally people who like people who like mm -hmm. making people comfortable like yeah. welcoming people you know and that bits you know that that bit comes naturally to, yeah. to those people right to people yes. who like people like you and me right mm -hmm. it just comes naturally we love to make yeah. a nice home we like to make yes. nice you yeah. know, surroundings. We like to give people a nice experience. It's really easy to do. Yeah. And of course, there's the back end of that as well, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't take care of the back end, the sales and marketing machine, mm -hmm. then the front end will will collapse. And yes. what's happened in the past is that typically B and B owners, you know, traditional B and B owners, and people who've been in in the industry a while have not taken care of the back end because you didn't have to in the old days. Yes. And that's why they got caught by online travel agents because they take care of the back end for you. Mm -hmm. It's kind of lazy to do that. But you, and, and, and it's a choice, of course. You know, everybody's got their own priorities, you know, and, and everything's fine, nothing's right or wrong. But, you know, there are pros and cons to everything. I, I, for, my, for me, you can never go wrong if you own your own machine. Basically. Yes. If you own your own sales and marketing machine, you cannot go wrong. I agree 100%. And, you know, because when I started, like when you started, because you started over 20 years ago, if I remember correctly, well, there was no marketing machine. No. There was no OTAs. They wouldn't even look at us because I went to them. I approached them and said, you know, would you consider my bed and breakfast college rent? Oh, no, we don't do that business model, okay? So we had to have our own websites, and we had to build our own marketing machine from the bottom up. So we learned. But, but you know, like we became spoiled. I mean, when, when uh, Booking.com came on, Expedia, then Airbnb, you know, one after another, uh, they came on. I mean, it became very easy for all of us. So anyone could enter the game. That's the yes. difference. Yeah. No barrier to entry. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But because when we started, there was a barrier to, en to entry. Unless you knew the right people and you knew how to market and, you know, you were willing to do the work uh, and, you, and you were networking with each other because, you know, bed and breakfast over here would send people to each other, help each other out. Uh, then you couldn't get into the business. It wouldn't work out well. Right. But now it just you go on the OTAs. It's really a very simple business model. Very simple. You don't have, there's not there's you don't have to learn anything about the business. You don't. No. You really don't. You really don't. Yes. And, I, and I think that's kind of dragged the standard down a little bit. Yes, it has. Oh, price-wise, absolutely. Yeah. You know, with Airbnb, they push the prices right down. And anyone could enter with any yeah. type of building, you know. Um, yeah. just, it's Nobody just, checks, right? Nobody no, checks. No, no, no. It's, it's a dodgy no. model, I think. 
It's a very dodgy model, but I mean, it, it fit in with the millennial lifestyle, yeah. right? Because I, but the one thing that I really liked, though, I must say with Airbnb, I had a lot of millennials coming to my homes that really enjoyed my homes, which we didn't have before. More was the baby boomers. And when, you know, when the baby boomers are slowly kind of drifting off doing other things, uh, we were actually, all of us were in the bed and breakfast association because i belong to the united lake bed and breakfast association we were concerned where we're going to get the new customers right the new people were going to come and stay with us and uh then airbnb came along so the the millennials were introduced to bed and breakfast and cottage rentals and and whatever other form you may have right room rentals um outside of the hotels because the millennials only knew about hotels they didn't even know about our models right would you not agree yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that that's just um, that's that's been a whole new world, isn't it? Really? It is. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. So you can. So so the millennials are learning about this business models and they've gone through arbitraging because they were young. They didn't have the money and property is very expensive. But maybe what will happen is once they've gone through all of that, uh, they may look and say, well, maybe I'll buy a bed and breakfast or I'll buy a cottage rental and run it myself or or give it to a property manager, whatever way they want to do. It's not up to me, right? I mean, I'm like you. I own everything and I learn everything and I manage everything now, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. that's the yeah. best, best model. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that if you learn it all yourself first, then you, you know what you can outsource uh, without compromising what you mm -hmm. offer to the to the user to the guest experience uh, because if you if you don't understand hospitality and you're just doing the arbitrage thing then that compromises the guest experience big time so yes, you know if you if you learn everything you know front end and back end then you can decide well i'm going to outsource the the front end i'm going to mm -hmm. outsource the front end to a property manager while i focus on building up my back end Yes. So that I can just add more properties into it and mm -hmm. more properties into it because the machine yeah. will do will do that for you once you've yes. built the machine. Yes. But if you if you go into that and just go and do some, you know, front end stuff without building a back end yourself, well, mm -hmm. you know, we've all what happens, haven't we? Mm -hmm. People have lost had to hand the keys back basically. Oh. Oh, yes. I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of people losing their businesses. This is a business. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the back end that people should be thinking about then, Yvonne? Yes. OK, so the thing the thing that I always that I teach my clients, right, is that the hospitality end of the business, what I call the front end is easy. It's the easy mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, you've got to deal with a few you know, unpleasant guests from time to time. It happens, right? But generally, yeah. you got into the business because you love people and you like interacting with people. You like talking to people. You like making them feel comfortable, right? That's kind of second nature. But what isn't second nature is having the mindset to run a business, to make a business out of that. Because if you don't understand timeless business principles, and how to sell, how to ask for the money. This is a mm -hmm. huge one that I find mm -hmm. amongst my, my clients. You know, they, they're afraid to ask for the money because when you come from corporate um, or, and, or maybe public sector, you know, where you had a paycheck at the end of the month, you've yes. never had to sell anything in your life. And then suddenly your livelihood depends on you creating your own paycheck. 
that's a huge responsibility to take on, you know. So there is definitely a mindset shift from what I call the employee mindset, which we've all grown up with, right? Mm -hmm. We've all grown Mm -hmm. up with the employee mindset. That's what they teach you at school. That's what they teach you in college. You know, we all grew up with the employee mindset. If you don't make that switch into business owner mindset, which is all about giving your guests a great experience at the same time, building your bank account. Because you have to. Yes, of course. You won't survive if you don't focus on on the numbers, on the money, on the sales. How can I, how can I, you know, questions to ask yourself. How can I make my guests have an even better experience while building my bank account? How, what else can I create for my guests that's going to, it's going to light them up and delight them. And it's also going to build my bank account, right? Yes. You have to have that mindset. And a lot of people say, oh, it's not about the money. It's a lifestyle business. Yes, it is a lifestyle business. But you have to pay attention to the to the money, to the sales, to the marketing, to the systems, mm-hmm. three timeless business systems. You have to know where your guests hang out so that you can market specifically to them. Mm-hmm in a way that makes people feel good so you're not you're not saying buy you know book a room book a room book a room take 15 percent oh i'm with you 30 percent off no no you're destroying yourself there right yes i agree know where your guests hang out who they are who who would love what you have for a start you've got to do this deep work Mm -hmm. and value your yourself right and that's another kind of hangover from the employee days Mm -hmm. and this was a huge one for me Right. Well, why would anybody come and stay with me? You know, I'm nobody. I don't want to be seen. I'm just going to hide behind the curtains. I'm not going to put myself on social media. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to hide here. I'm just going to hope somebody comes by. Right. Yes. Get out there. You know what? You know, you know, you know, you've got such a point because when I went into the business 20 years ago, I was already a businesswoman and I knew it was a business, otherwise, I wouldn't have gotten into it. But what I find a lot of people come into it because they like to entertain. That's why they bought their bed and breakfast to entertain. And they don't realize they really do most of the work. I mean, unless you hire a cleaning lady, you're just a servant. You're just a servant. You're cleaning and you're cooking. I mean, you know, so they've got the whole concept all wrong, (laughs) you know. Exactly, and that's what I mean. You're so right, and that's part and parcel of the employee mindset. I need to be working. I need to be working in the business all the time, making my, you know, making my rooms nice and cooking a Mm -hmm. delicious breakfast. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do, but it doesn't have to be done by you. Yes. Your job as the business owner is to build the machine and make sure the machine's always cranking up, right? It's yeah. always turning. Yes. It's yes. always got oil every in it. Day, is every day, every day, yeah. yeah. The, the, the oil in your machine is your individual creativity and your creative ideas to wow your guests, delight your guests while building your bank account. Mm-hmm. You must yes. pay attention to that. And uh, If you don't, well, you know, in this day and age, it's it's just getting more and more difficult. Yeah, and you know, that's another point. Most of the people who come into the business that I've noticed in the Niagara region is actually baby boomers who have a really good pension and they buy the bed and breakfast and they're doing it as a hobby. It's not a business. They don't really need that money. That's why you're seeing this happening is because they are not business people. It was something they wanted to do. And then that's why after five years, they get bored with it. They realize how much work it is. So they sell it. 
and then they go on and they retire for sure for sure at that time they retired they get out of the business completely but that's what i see happening a lot of i don't know if in your area yeah, or in other, you see I the see same that. thing too okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's, because in fact you know buying a bed and breakfast later on in life is probably not a good idea no no <laughs> the energy right you don't have yes. the energy yeah you know that's it, right. it's, it's like it's like a, trying to live a dream that's like gone now it's gone yes yes you, know, you, 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 you need a lot of energy you need a, you need a, a heck of a lot of optimism and enthusiasm to to keep up with your guests and make sure that they're having a great time while building your machine right yes if you, yeah if you like i say if you've been in corporate all your life you and you you don't you don't know anything about sales and marketing and no. the mindset behind that then you you know you're gonna you're gonna struggle. You you really yes. need to keep yes. that in mind. Yes, and and that's what I've noticed. A lot of them were school teachers, yeah. principals, yeah. Uh, maybe yes. lawyers, maybe yes. chiropractors. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. business people in the corporate world, they have no idea about it. So you know the thing is, this is the most interesting thing, Yvonne. Is when I would ask them, so how's business? Oh, it's okay. You couldn't talk to them about business. No. They had no mindset. When I no. asked that, when you're a business person, they'd say, well, you know what? It's It's been okay. This is what's going on. No. They, they had no, I had no conversation with them. I couldn't talk to them about that business. Yeah. Because, because they're not business mindset, people. Yeah. yeah when you're, when you're in people. that mindset, you don't know what you, you don't know what good is. Yeah. You, you know, you're not measuring anything. That's it. Yes. You're just doing it on, well, it's okay. I feel okay today. Or yeah. in this moment, I feel okay about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So business is okay. No, you should be able to say, well, we're 20% down on last year, but with my forward bookings, I can mm -hmm. see that we're going to make it up. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. can see that by the end of the year, we could come out just about even on last year, even though we've lost four or five months. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of conversation you want to be yes. having. Yeah. You, you know, anybody really, because that means you're, you're you're you've got your eye on the uh, you've got your eye on the machine basically the pulse you're feeling the pulse right and for myself i've just i've just moved them into long-term rentals because uh, that's where i want to go with this this year right. next year it can change up maybe who knows right who knows but i mean it's not it's not that much fun as it was when i started like i was 49 years old when i started yeah. the business it's 20 years later right it's getting a little tiresome <laughs> the whole thing so when this happened with covid because normally i'd be very very busy at this time of year as you know right just like you know this time of year is very busy well i have this time off and i'm enjoying it and it's allowing me to build my business in different directions such as coaching and also i'm starting my um mentorship program you know and and my mastermind is giving me opportunities to help the next generation coming up and my, my focus is on real estate in general it's not uh the short term or long it's, it's the, most of my people who are going to be coming into my group are in the long-term rental business which is being very hard hit with all the laws and everything you know yeah. but once again i have the same thing yvonne they don't understand that real estate is a business yeah whether short or long it's real estate is a business do you yeah. understand this yeah. so when you go in you're not going to make again your your millions you're going to be slugging away trying to evict people that are living for free in your home for up to 12 months or more where is your millions going to be coming from you know like this is this is this uh, you know I, I go crazy like you i've seen a great increase in people joining my groups and then my question has always been okay so you know i've been producing these shows since the middle of march as you know and uh, 
and I asked them, so have you watched any of the shows? Because I have educators on like yourself, experts and educators. We're not trying to sell a program. We're trying to talk about the business. Have you watched any of it? So, okay, so you evict somebody. Okay, who are you going to pick next? Do you know how to pick the next good tenant that's not going to take you for a ride? Like, really? You know, same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's marketing. It's marketing yeah. out there, right? Yeah, I think the the thing that kind of struck me, um, you know, when I was in my, on my journey, if you like, on my journey, is that you have to be constantly learning, continuously yes. learning. Yes. You never know it. You never know it yes. all. You never you never have all the answers. And if you can just get into the mindset that I'm going to invest in myself, because that's your best investment mm -hmm. is in yourself. And once you understand how to build a business engine, doesn't matter whether it's real estate, it doesn't matter if it's bed and breakfast, doesn't matter if it's cake making. Once you understand how to build a business engine with your systems in it and you understand that you have to sell, then you can take mm. that anywhere. You'll never go hungry. You'll never yeah. go hungry. Yes, yes, and, you're and right. That is, you know, that takes a commitment to yourself. It takes investment in time and money as well, mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, mentoring and coaching, you know, good coaching and mentoring does not come cheap. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. If you are working with a, a good coach or a mentor, they've been there, right? They've been yes. there to hell and back. Mm -hmm. And they've got a t-shirt and that's worth something. Of course it is. Yes, yes. of course. You, you be, that is worth something. Mm -hmm. And, don't underestimate if you if you think you can just buy a little a little course on how to how to get more likes on Facebook or how to you know find more hashtags on Instagram you're barking up the wrong tree and <laughs> wasting time wasting money you know if you are serious about learning how to build a business you know in this in this industry you know just make sure that you're seeking out people who really know what they're talking about mm -hmm. um, and so they can shortcut your mistakes for you so you don't fall into the usual traps yes. that that most owners do fall into because they don't invest mm -hmm. they don't have the mindset of mm -hmm. i need to i need to pay to move yes. quickly yes. i need to invest in myself mm -hmm. I, I need to um i need to get the best mentors i need to get the best coaches because i don't want to waste my time mm -hmm. making all all the silly mistakes that most people make make uh, i want to make this enjoyable for me exactly so, Exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't come cheap. Let's face it. It's not cheap because it shouldn't. You know, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't no. come cheap. I mean, I've, I, I, you know, I've been in business since 1982. That's 38 years. Mm -hmm. uh, I've paid a lot for my education, right? Mm -hmm. You have to pay. You want to mm -hmm. come and you know, go into my mastermind, you pay for it. I mean, I give so much away free, just like you do, Yvonne, with your groups, right? You're always yeah. there trying to help. But when it comes to getting down serious to business and you really want to move move quickly you get a mentor or you get a coach or you join a mastermind like i have i have my own coaches i have my own mentors that okay. i'm using all the time yeah always yeah always always, always. to reach yeah. the next level right i have to reach the next level yeah. i i don't know how to do it and why am i wasting time trying to learn about it? i mean it's not that i don't try to learn i try to learn but I go to a person who's done it already. That's faster and easier. And even that's tough to do because they tell you things that you have to do on your own time. You have to like, like learn like homework, right? Homework. Yeah. You're doing homework, right? <laughs> but it's, like, it's like Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn said, um, yes. 
he said uh formal education will make you a living but self-education will make you a fortune or something like yeah. that okay yeah very true because yeah. you know what what you yeah. learn in school does not stand you in the right place for business for exactly your, for business. Exactly. you have to edu self-educate yourself seek out mentors and coaches shortcut yeah. the put the pitfalls you know so you you know you're you're getting the best information you're getting the best help because let's face it maria information is everywhere right of course oh yes it, it, it's too much information <laughs> yes and it's all and it's mostly free right yes but the nuggets yes the implementation of it and the accountability mm -hmm. to get things done is never free no of course not why should it be i can tell you how to do it right i can tell you how to do i can tell everybody i've told everybody how to do it right sure. many yeah. many times i've been talking about this since 2013 you know for seven <laughs> years i've been be beating the same drum <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you have too, right? Me too. I mean, my goodness. They listen. If they don't pay, they don't listen. Exactly. That's exactly. what I find. Yeah. Exactly. They won't. Exactly. They won't. Yes. I mean, I've given so much away for free. Yeah. And hold feet to the fire and yeah. make sure you get the results that you want. You'll have to pay. You'll have yes. to pay. Yeah. You know, exactly. Pay too. Yeah. <laughs> we paid. I'm still paying. I'm yes. still paying for it, right? I'm still paying. Yeah, I'm still yeah paying. for I'm sure. Always, I've always got help. I've always got yeah. mentors and coaches. Yeah. Now, you said something really interesting. I'm so glad because you're an educator. I mean, that's why I love talking to you. And I know you're going to be in the book direct show just like I am. Um, uh, you know, we're going to be giving half hours uh, of wisdom. What will you be talking at the book direct show, Yvonne? That's a great question. Um, I'm going to be talking about the four key elements to build a direct bookings business that doesn't rely on online travel agents. Fantastic. That's it. I love that. I love yes. that. Now, do you have an app by any chance? Have you? You Okay, so you have an app. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about the app? Yes. We ha yes, thank you. We have an app <laughs> called the Book Directly Club, right? Okay. And it's it's to give hosts the tools to help them attract direct bookings and keep that direct bookings and educate entertain and wow that guest so here's how it works okay in the old days right i know i did this in my bnb and anybody who's you know got any kind of intelligence should be doing this too we hope guests come we recommend them to joe's mm -hmm. wine bar to frank's pizzeria mm -hmm. to yes. To, to Fred's tours, you know, to, to, to Annie's winery. We recommend our favorite places for mm -hmm. our guests to go. And when, it, when I was doing this, I would talk to my local people and say, to my local restaurant and say, when, my, when I send my guests to you, can you give them a free glass of champagne? And mm -hmm. they go, of course, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm bringing them a new customer. Sure, sure. That they couldn't have got on their own. Yes, that's right. Never forget that the host is the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. it's, they are the hub of the community. They are the hosts attract new money into the community via their okay. guests, mm -hmm. and they they encourage their guests to to spend that money with the people that they like to work with. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. So that's an old thing, you know. It's an, it, it, most most hosts are doing that mm -hmm. on some level. Mm -hmm. So how would it be if you turned that experience into an, a fun, 
and rewarding app experience okay where when when they arrive with you you check them into your app and immediately they see a whole bunch of rewards that they're going to get from all of those people that you've selected in your business community where they can go and get a, you know a, a free starter when they order lunch or dinner a free glass of champagne when they order dinner um 10 off the local museum a, a free corkscrew when they visit the winery you know, all of these little rewards and delightful things. Yeah. Wow. So they, off they go and they play. They go out to play with the app, with all of these rewards. And each time they go to one of the places that you've selected that, that's in the app, they just redeem them and they get a little a little reward. Wonderful. Wow. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, it brings hosts, guests and local businesses together into a nice little ecosystem where everybody's willing. Right. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And so how many how many local businesses can you have in this app? Like 10? As many as you want. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I love that. You can also add your own internal rewards. Of course. So of course. when people came and stayed with me, I would offer them a glass of champagne on arrival. Mm -hmm. you know, this is, you know, it's a hospitality conversation, right? Yes. I, yes. Them in, I show them the room. I show them the, the information file. This is how the room works. This is how the windows open. This is how the shower works. You know, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yes. Know. yes. And then I would end my patter with, so what can I get you? A cup of tea, coffee, or a glass of champagne? And they go, <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Fantastic. It was so yeah. nice. I have some champagne. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Shall I just, shall I just, um, I'll just redeem that on your app now, and I'll see you in the lounge or on the terrace yeah. in a few minutes. Yeah, fantastic. Good for yeah. you, Yvonne. I love that. So you're finding a lot of the bed and breakfast owners who are part of your coaching uh, group are actually using that and utilizing that. Yes. Yes. And they're enjoying, yes. and it's working for them, is it? Yes. And the best thing about it is that everybody's different right mm -hmm. yes of course in your area you know you'll have a completely different set of businesses that you like working with than i will mm -hmm. in my area mm -hmm. it's, it's non-competitive yeah. so yeah. you know you add as many rewards as you want to into your app for your for your business in mm -hmm. your location for mm -hmm. your particular guests yeah. so everybody's got a different set of rewards and i think we must about have about because you know we've been creating little icons for them that mm -hmm. they put yes we must yeah. have about 60 of them now. I love that. So so how can people, like let's say we have some sh uh, uh, um, owners now that would be interested in your app. How would they go about uh, getting that from you then, Yvonne? Yeah, just go to bookdirectly.club. That's the website. It's a web okay. app. It's not on the app store. It's a web app. So go mm -hmm. to bookdirectly.club and just follow the instructions and download the app to your, to your smartphone. And then get, get out there and start booking directly. Oh, my goodness. Now, is there a cost to this? For guests, no, there is for hosts, yes. Okay. But okay. They get, they get a, for hosts, they get a 30 day free trial. Okay. And in that 30 days, we help you personally mm -hmm. to set up your reward system. Okay. There's, there's okay. several steps, you know, and we help you with the psychology of it. Because if you're doing internal rewards, right? If I'm offering you a glass of champagne, mm -hmm. you come internally at my house. That's an internal reward. Mm -hmm. Working with local businesses is what we call external rewards. But if you came to my house, in, into my B&B, &B, and you had a glass of champagne, 
I would offer that review for selling you some champagne as well. Mm -hmm. So it's about thinking strategically about, you know, getting into that mindset of delighting your guests and building my bank account. Win, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're a business person. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we help you with that. We help you to, to determine the rewards that you want to offer, set them up. We help you to present yourself uh, professionally online and we help you to communicate your new rewards program to your past guests. So, yeah, I mean, people are downloading it all the time and redeeming rewards. And, of course, the the host gets um, some reporting as well so they can see which rewards are being most being redeemed and which ones are most popular. And then they can go down to Fred's Wine Bar at the end of the month and say, oh, this month um, I sent you... uh, 20 new guests. How yes. many, I hope you're enjoying the, the new business. Yeah. yeah, Excellent. I love it. I love it. That's good. Excellent. Well, you know, I've always given uh, wine tasting vouchers to my guests. And it's years ago. That's uh, what yeah. we've done, Marie. We've just taken something that people are already doing. Sure. Absolutely. And, and put it into an app. Yeah. That's very smart. It makes it easy, right? Rather because these people would pick up, I would have it already in the package, an envelope that they would pick up when they check in and they can go off and go to the wineries and, and enjoy their time there. And um, so, and, and years ago, I used to give a bottle of, of wine and chocolates, but I stopped that because I found people really didn't even appreciate, didn't even thank me for that. Think about that. I mean, I used to leave that in my bed and breakfast and also my cottage rental and nobody took the time to thank me. I thought, you know what? It's not working. So I'm not going to, no, if they don't thank me for that, I mean, who's going to give you a bottle of wine and box of chocolates? Yeah. If they don't appreciate it, I stopped and then I raised my rates. That was the end of that. Right. So, um, yeah. So, you know, anyway, isn't it? Pardon me. It's all a test anyway. Yeah, it's all a test. Yeah, it's all a test. I, but I tested it for 13 years. Then I thought, <laughs> 13 years. I thought, then I thought, no, I'm going to stop doing this, right? <laughs> so anyways, so I test a long time, okay? <laughs> so Yvonne, how can people get in touch with you? That's the next thing. <laughs> yeah, you can get in touch with me at, uh, you can join my Facebook group. I'm on Facebook. I have a page, Bed and Breakfast Coach, Yvonne Halling, Bed and Breakfast Coach. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel with lots of educational videos on YouTube, Yvonne mm-hmm. Halling, Bed and Breakfast Coach join my Facebook group, which is the Bed and Breakfast Owners Group. And if you want to try out the app for 30 days, days without any obligation, and we'll help you to set up your own rewards program, then go to bookdirectly.club and follow the instructions and join our club. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time again with an update of both what's happening in the Bed and Breakfast world all over the world, but also uh, your new app. Congratulations. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I want to thank you very much. We'll see you later then. Okay. Talk thank to you later. Maria. Thank you. My, My pleasure. Yeah. And, and, and uh, what's the weather like in the UK? Oh, it's nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Here, here it's nice. It's cooled down quite a bit. The last time we spoke, I think it was very hot, but it it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's quite cool. So I, I'm enjoying August. I'm really enjoying. <laughs> so we'll see you later. Bye bye now. Thank you, Maria. Bye. Thank My you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So everyone. 
um, Yvonne Haling from the United Kingdom, the bed and breakfast coach who does, I mean, she's been in the business over 20 years herself, and now she's going into coaching and has a lot of experience. So if you wanted to find out what's going on with the bed and breakfast world, COVID-19, this is the show to hear our discussion. I talk about what's happening in Canada in the Niagara region, Ontario, Canada, and she talks about it from, you know, from all the owners she knows all over the world. So I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. And thank you very much for joining me on all things real estate with Maria Recruit. And I'll see you at the other time. Take care.